All right, Shabbat Shalom. Good morning. Let us begin. Beginning by thanking our sponsors for this morning. Sure to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Adar Aleph. Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Shurim and this month. The memory of Paul's grandparents, Zecharia Ben Zecharia and Dina Basrabdov. To thank Art and Sherry Miller for dedicating the Shurim and this month. In loving memory of Art's brother. Richard Miller, Miller, Ruvain Ben B'Tzalel Baruch, Zichron Lebrach, we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the families in Nechama. But with that, let us begin with a very, very, very exciting daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is, I'm sorry, today's daf is Yud Gimel, 13. And we are picking up on Yud Beis Amud Beis 12b. And we're picking up, if you look in the Three, right, there are three sets of lines on Yud Basement Base 12b. There are the thin lines, the intermediate lines, and the wider lines. We are picking up in the intermediate lines about three lines in. Ma'on. So remember again, we're discussing the seven different types of rakios. So Ma'on, what's in the rakia that's called Ma'on? Shebo kitos shal melochim ashares, shomoshira balayla. The Chashos Bayom Mipnei Kivodon Shal Yisrael. Look how beautiful this is. So what happens in Ma'on? Ma'on is the level of the Rakia, the level of the sky, where you have Malachim, Malachi Asharis, angels that serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who say Shira at night, but are, but are quiet by day. Why are these Malachim quiet by day? Out of covet, out of deference and respect to Klal Yisrael. Because since Klali saw the singing Shira by day, the Malochim are silent. Isn't that incredible? When a Jew sings praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when a Jew davens, when a Jew learns Torah, the Malochim are silent. The angels are silent. Because what, what, what is there to say in the presence of God when a Jew is learning Torah, when a Jew is saying words of tefillah? So the Malochim sing, what do they sing? They sing at night. But by day, they're quiet. Incredible. Shanem har yomam yitzava shem chasto ubalayla shira imo. Amri shlakish. So we'll see, now that we mentioned again this idea of Kalal Yisrael singing, Amri shlakish, kala usik batora balayla. Listen to this. Whoever learns Torah at night, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mosheikh alav chut shal chesed bayom. Hashem extends Literally a chut, right? A chut, a strand or a string of chesed, of kindness upon him by day. Those what Yishlakish is saying is a person who learns Torah at night, by definition, receives an additional measure of divine favor by day. As Abazik says, literally again, by day, Hashem will command his chesed to devolve upon you. What's the reason? Because ultimately, again, because ultimately, again, at night, at night, my shira is with him. So I'll say it's actually really quite a quite a beautiful idea that for, on a basic level, why is it that if one learns Torah at night, they become entitled to an additional level of divine chesed? Because remember, again, nighttime is a time for sleep, a time for rest, a time for relaxation. So a person who goes ahead and takes time out of his personal rest and relaxation and devotes that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, receives an additional measure of chasad from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Prabhu said there's another piece as well. That remember, again, nighttime is also often a metaphor for, a metaphor for difficulties. 
And what Reish Lakish is saying is, a person who learns Torah at night, which means a person who learns Torah even when it's difficult, even when there are challenges, even when life is not easy. It's to learn Torah when life is good, I have my health, I have my parnasa, my family's fine. Okay, that's, that's, it's beautiful, but it's not such a great challenge to learn Torah when it's nighttime, to learn Torah when there's adversity, to learn Torah when there's challenge. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you go out of your way for me, even in the midst of difficulty, I will shower my chesed upon you. You serve me in times of difficulty, you will be the beneficiary of additional chesed. Incredible. An alternate version of Reish Lakish is whoever learns Torah in this world. And this world is often compared to night. Right? In this world, again, going back to what we just said before, this world is often laden with adversity. So he who goes ahead and devotes himself to the study of Torah in this world finds time to learn despite challenges. HaKadosh Baruch Hu rewards him in the world to come, which is a world of total light. I will say, I just want to point out the idea that the Gemara is highlighting over here is a really important episode, which is the more we put into our spiritual service and service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even in the midst of adversity, is the more we reap. Because the Gemara is like any relationship, the true metal, the true relationship metal is defined when? when your devotion to the relationship in difficult times, right? To be, re- to be related to a relation, to, to be devoted to a relationship when everything is good and everything is fine and everyone's happy, that's easy. But the true commitment to a relationship is how you are vested in it when times are difficult. How you're vested in it in Olam Hazah, how you're vested in it ultimately in the difficulties, adversities of life. That's what determines my true commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbi Levi, this is a strong Gemara. Kalaposek b'divrei Torah, u'osek b'divrei sicha, b'divrei sicha, ma'achilin osa g'chali resamim. Now literally translated means, whoever stops his learning, whoever stops his learning, and engages in divrei sicha. Divrei sicha means what? Conversation, right? Just, just non-purposeful conversation. They fill his mouth with fiery coals. Shnei Amar, Hakolt Fimiluach Alei Siach V'Shor Shesam Lachmam. Now both say a gemara like this is a little bit difficult. Why? Because the truth is, no one's always learning gemara. Like no one's most people, not no one. Most people are not always learning, and most people again are engaged. And as I want to point out, it doesn't seem like I stop my learning to speak lashon hara. Again, this is divrei sicha. Right, Divrei Sicha just means conversation. Now, obviously, what the Gemara is trying to highlight is as follows. They're both say, I'm held accountable for all of my non-purposeful moments. That, that the, Gemara is try, the Gemara is trying to highlight over here. At the end of the day, after 120, there is an accounting for how I have spent my time. So just like, again, there's reward for the Torah that I've learned, there's an accounting for the moments that I have spent that have not been involved in Torah. And I just have to be able to give an accounting for those things. So again, and I say, I want to point out, this doesn't mean things like your job, right? Going to work. Because going to work is purposeful. Going to work is meaningful. Earning a parnasa is not just something nice. It's an absolute mitzvah. This is talking about, again, the time we waste. The time we waste. 
And like the Gemara is saying over here, understand after 120, there is a full accounting, a full accounting for how we spent the minutes and the moments of life. It's incredible. So let's remember again, going back, all of this started with Ma'on, right? And I'm also saying again, remember Ma'on is the level of Rakia where the Malachim are singing Shira by night, but are silent by day. How do you know that this is called Shamayim? Shene'emar hashkifa mima'on shamayim. Good. Ma'on. The next level of Rakia is called Ma'on. What happens in Ma'on? Sheba otros shaleg, ba'otros barbos is incredible. What, what's in, what's in Ma'on? Ma'on houses, the storehouses of snow, hell, alilas talalim ro'im, destructive dew, or destructive rain, va'alias agalim, again, where it's stored, the storehouses of water, or destructive water, v'chadara shal sufa u'sa'ara, and ultimately, again, the room or the cave that houses the storm winds, u'ma'ara shal kitar, and a cave of smoke, v'da'atosayan eish, and the doors to this particular level of shalim are made from fire, shne'amar, Yiftach Hashem Lachas Otsaro Hatov. So the Gemara says, one second. Hani Berakia Isnus. We'll say it's very interesting. So this Machon, this Machon, interestingly enough, is where all of these destructive forces, natural forces, are housed. To which the Gemara says, I don't understand. Are these things housed in the Rakia? Hani Ba'ara Isnu. These things are housed on the earth. Dixiv. Halaluas Hashem in Hashem. Minamina Aretz. Taninim Bechol Tohomos. Davramela says, Praise Hashem from the earth. And what's kept on the earth? Fire, hail, snow, smoke, wind, destructive winds. So again, this is not housed in Mahon in the heavens. This is housed here on earth. So Amra Yehuda, Amra Yehuda is actually incredible. David Bikesh Aleim Rachamim Vahoridan Laaretz. David HaMelech requested from Hashem that these items be removed from the celestial sphere and be brought down to the earth. It's wild. But now why? Both listen to this. I bless you. Amr the Father, Rebbe Shalom. Lo kel chafet rasha ata. Lo yegurcha. I'm sorry. Lo yegurcha ra. So both say, listen to this. So the, the Pasuk's darshan is, so the Gemara says, Sadik ata Hashem, lo yagar bemegurcha ra. Ultimately, David HaMelech says, Hashem, you're so righteous. It's not befitting. It's not befitting that negative things should be housed by you. So you should move these destructive things down to the earth. Amazingly enough. So now again, what's interesting to note is Machon seems to be available real estate now. Because ultimately, again, you had all of these things that were housed in Machon. David HaMelech Tavon, that they be removed to this earth, and it sounds like his tefillahs were answered. And anyway, the Gemara says, how do you know that Machon is called Shamayim? Dixiv, li'ata tishma ha-shamayim machon shiftacha. Good. Arvos, what's in Arvos? Arvos, Arvos, and I remember, Arvos literally means the plains, right? Like Arvos Moab, the plains of Moab. So Arvos is this upper area of Shamayim. What's in this upper sphere of Shamayim? Listen to this. Both says Shabo, get ready for this. Shabo, Tzedek, Mishpat, Staka, Ginze, Chaim, Ginze, Shalom, Ginze, Bracha. So say, okay, let's translate this. What's housed in Arvos? Tzedek, Tzedek, so righteousness, Mishpat, justice, Tzedaka, Tzedaka, Tzedek, 
like it translated as charity or righteousness as well. Ginze Chaim, the storehouses of life. Ginze Shalom, the storehouses of peace. Ginze Bracha, the storehouses or collections of blessing. Nishmasan Shal Tzadikim, the souls of the righteous. Ruchos Unishamos, Sha'asid Lehi Baros. Now both sides, but we're not going to get into this now. But there's an interesting machlokis if ruchos and the shamos are the same thing or different things. Let's just go with the approach right now that they're the same things. Ruchos and the shamos means souls that ultimately will be created in the future. Vital And the do that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to use for Tchiyas HaMesim. So we'll say apparently the way that Tchiyas HaMesim, resurrection of the dead, is going to happen during the Mosul Mashiach, is that there's going to be a special dew that descends upon the earth, and that is going to cause the resurrection. So all of this, all of this is housed in this level of Shamayim called Arvos. Tzedek u'mishpat t'chsev, tzedek u'mishpat mechon kisacho. Mechon kisacho, tzedaka t'chsev, v'ayobach t'chaka k'shiryon, ginze chayim t'chsev, ki'im chamekar chayim, ginze shalom t'chsev, v'ayikra lo Hashem shalom, so we'll say again, each, each of these psukim are just being brought as a proof that these items are housed in Arvos. Vanilla Atta Konanto. Good. Supposedly, these are just all the Pesukim that support the fact that all of these items reside in Arvos. Sham, Supposedly, there's more that happens in Arvos. Listen to this. Sham, Ofanim Usrafim Vechayos HaKodesh, Umalochi HaSharis, Vikisi HaKovid, Melech El Chai Ram Benisa Shochin Aleim Ba'arvos. Supposedly, not only that, what else is in Arvos? Ofanim srafim chayos hakodesh. We'll say these are different types of angels. Malachi asharis, other types of angels. Kisi hakavid, the throne of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the throne of Hashem. Melech kel chayram v'nisa shochin aleim. The throne of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is on top of all of these things. Shneamar solu larochi va'arvos be shemo. Minandik shemaim. How do you know that arvos is called shemaim? Asya rekiva rekiva. So Arvos seems to be the highest level of the celestial sphere with, again, essentially the Kisei HaKavad, right? The Kisei HaKavad, the throne of HaKadosh Baruch Hu sitting on top of Arvos. The Choshech, the Anan, the Arafel, Makifin also. And the Bosei, darkness, Anan is cloud cover, Arafel is also intense darkness. Surround Arvos. Shenemar, Yoshes, Choshech, Sisro, Sivivosav, Sukaso, Cheshchas, Maim, Avim, Shchakim. Omi, Ika, Chashucha, Kamish, Maim. But one second, is there darkness? Is there darkness? Baya, Kadish, Baruchu? Vahaksiv. Vahaksiv. Vahu, Gali, Amikta, Umistar, So, Yada, Ma, Bechashucha, Unahora, Ime, Shari. Lokash it sounds like again there is no darkness without Kodesh Baruch Hu. Lokash tap of Yud Gimel ha bebate gavoi ha bebate av ha bebate biroi. 
Supposed to say one is talking about the Kaddish Baruch Hu's inner chamber, and one is the outer chamber. Meaning what? By the inner chamber of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, there is no darkness. By the outer chamber of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, there can be darkness. So listen to this, Rabbi Say. Rabbi Achabar Yaakov says there's one more Rakia. Rabbi Say, now what's interesting to note is, based on what we learned on your days, it seems to be that Arvos is the highest Rakia. And in Arvos itself, what kind of sits on top of Arvos is the Kisya Kavod, is the throne of Hashem. So Rabbi Say comes along with Rabbi Achabar Yaakov and says, by the way, there's one more Rakia. One more Rakia. That's on top of the heads of the Chayos, the Chsiv. Because the Chayos are a higher form of Malachim. The Chsiv, Udemus al Roshe Hachaya Rakia, Kein Hakera Hanora. So, we'll see over here, again, the Gemara quoting all of these esoteric psukim. This is from Yechezkel, right? That literally, again, Udemus al Roshe Hachaya, there's a form on top of the heads of the Chayos, which are a type of, mal- type of Malachim, Kein Hakera Hanora. And this rakia looked like the great ice. Okay? Adkan, Rabbi listen to this. Adkan, yesh lecha reshus ladaber. Rabbi up until this point, we have a license to discuss these things. Mikan ve'eloch, eil lecha reshus ladaber. Rabbi from this point in forward, forward, we have no right to discuss. So Rabbi so remember again, the great tension in all of these Gemaras is, on one hand, remember, how did we begin? How did we begin this Mishnah, this Parak? Right? This Parak told us that there are just certain things we don't get into. We don't get into. And I will say, to be clear, not because they're unimportant. They're incredibly important. We don't get into it because the truth is, I will say, I just want to point out to you, I think everybody would agree, these Gemaras are easy to read, but the truth is, they're harder to comprehend than our Gemaras back in Erevin, right? Or back in like, these, like These are hard Gemaras. Again, we can read the words. Do we understand what it's talking about? Do, do we really understand? Okay, it's in this seven Rakias. This one's called this. This one houses this. No idea what this is talking about. No idea what this really means. No idea like how exactly this plays into my life, what I'm supposed to do with it. So I will say, that's why, remember, this goes back to what we said before. The Gemara says, we'll say, what's the takeaway? What's the takeaway of all this? What, what, what is the takeaway? Takeaway is, there is so much more to the world than what we see, right? We often walk through life with, I've got this all figured out, right? I've got this whole thing. I really, I think I've got this life down. I know we don't have anything figured out, right? Like the Yimara said before, what was it? Yesterday's daf? Like, no, it was yesterday's daf. That a person stands, right? The person stands, the Yimara says, Oilehem lebrios, sheros, ve'inon yodos maros. Both the creations who look, and I don't even realize what I'm looking at. I'm standing in a world and I don't even understand what I'm standing upon. The Gemara is trying to cultivate for us a profound sense of appreciation as to the vastness of the universe which surrounds us because the vastness of the universe, the vastness of the Rakios, endows us with a heightened appreciation for the greatness of the Ribbon Shalom. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. So the Gemara says, good. You got that? You got that takeaway? Greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, vastness of the universe gives me greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Good. Up until this point is what we're permitted to learn. Beyond this, beyond this, there's no need to delve into. Shekin Kasev, Besefer, Sira. Ben Sira. It says in the Sefer Ben Sira, but remember, we've seen Ben Sira quoted a number of times. Ben Sira is most often, is most often associated with 
Megillas Tainus. Rebos, remember again, we spoke about Megillas Tainus back in Mesechus Tainus, that Megillas Tainus, in where remember again, what's Megillas Tainus? It was a scroll which contained what? The days you're not allowed to fast, right? It sounds like a little bit strange, right? Megillas Tainus refers, right, contains the days you're not allowed to fast because it was filled, filled with days that of minor miracles. So because you're minor miracles, you can't fast. Remember, we don't have Megillas Tainus anymore. Remember, even days like Hanukkah and Purim mentioned Megillas Tainus. So Ben Sira is most closely associated with that. But in Sefer Ben Sira, Sefer Ben Sira is a little bit different. Sefer Ben Sira was a book. It was a book of more esoteric knowledge. In Sefer Ben Sira, it says, listen to this, Bemufla Mimcha Al Tidrosh. With that which is beyond you, don't mufla means pella, like, right? That which you can't comprehend, don't get involved in it. That which is covered, right? That, right? that which is obscure from you, do not delve into it. Let's say that which you're permitted to go ahead and delve into, try to understand. Do not try to involve yourself with that which is hidden. I will say, so again, what a, what a tremendous statement, right? Ben Sira saying, know what you know, right? Develop what you know, delve into what you know, what you can know, and leave the other stuff alone. Leave the other stuff alone. I will say, so, so incredibly profound that Ben Sira telling us there is a body of knowledge that's there, but we don't have to know it. So therefore, there's so much that we do have to know, so much that we do have to delve into, that that's what we should be focused on. But let's say just a general idea about how in life you have to be so careful about what you spend your time on and what you devote your energies to. I will say because, so, as I, I mentioned this yesterday on Sunday also, there could be many things in life that are important, but they're not important for me. And, and sometimes the difficult thing in life is knowing what's important versus what's important for me. There are a million things that are important to get done, maybe not important for me to get done. And what often happens in life is we get involved in things that are important, but I really should not be doing them. I really should not be doing them. And I end up therefore doing them, getting involved in them, and missing out on the opportunity to do the things that are truly important for me. So Ben Sira says, there's a lot of important stuff in this world. Get involved with the stuff you should be involved in. Stay away from the things that you shouldn't be involved in. Not because they're not important, but because you're not mission critical for your self-actualization. Incredibly, so we'll say, right, isn't, isn't that the greatest challenge? On any given day, what should I get involved in? What should I not get involved in? Right, I'm sorry? I, I, I ask your wife, right, good. That's always a good question, right? always a good approach. I'll say, but right, an incredible you sewed, because it's easy, you could spend an entire day, I'm busy the whole day. Well, so you ever have a day like this? Busy the entire day. Didn't accomplish one thing that I was supposed to accomplish. Busy the whole day with important things, right? But Lamaisa didn't accomplish one thing I was supposed to accomplish. Why? Because I got involved in things that were important, but not important for me. Incredible. Tanya, I'm going to be Ochran Ben Zakai. So let's listen to this. This is incredible, Kimara. Matshuva, Heshiva, Sabaskala, Osarasha, Bishash, Amar, Ele, Abama, Seav, Adame, Leel, Yon. So this is actually incredible. This is a pasuk here from Yeshayo. Just remember, this is talking about Nebuchadnezzar. So Nebuchadnezzar made the statement, I will rise up on top of the clouds. I will be like a god. So this is Nebuchadnezzar who said this, 
right? Nebuchadnezzar was an incredible Baal Gaiva. This is what he said he was going to accomplish. I'll go on top of the clouds. I'm going to be like God. So Abbasco came out and answered him and said, really? You're going to go on top of the clouds? You're going to be like God? Let's talk about this just a moment. Yosef Abbasco v'amralo. Rasha ben Rasha ben bino shal nimrod ha-Rasha. Shehemrit eskala olam kula b'machuso. Wow. So first of all, the Basco says, Yibuchanetzar, Russia, Ben Russia, Ben Benov. You, Russia, you son of a Russia, you grandson of a Russia, you great grandson of a Russia, the great grandson of Nimrod, I remember that's going back a number of generations. Nimrod was the times of Avramavinu, right? Nimrod, Nimrod, why was he called Nimrod? Nimrod is Russian of Morad, rebellion. Nimrod was the first person to lead mankind in a rebellion against God, a theological rebellion. So he calls Nebuchadnezzar, you Russia, son of a Russia, grandson of a Russia, call the Olam Kulo, Bimalchuso. The entire world is under the dominion of God. Kamash Nosav Shal Adam, how many years does man live? Shivim Shana. Right? If man is lucky, he lives 70 years. Shnemar, Yemesh Nosav Bahem, Shivim Shana. So we'll say a person lives 70 years, if they're lucky, right? If they're strong, if they have gvuros, they'll live till 80. So we'll say, watch this. Rabbi said the distance from earth to rakia. Rabbi said, now remember again, what's rakia? What's rakia? Rakia is the sky divider, right? Rakia essentially is the divider between what we'll call this world in the celestial sphere. The journey from this world to the Rakia, to the divider, is 500 years. 500 year journey. Va'oviyav shal Rakia, and ultimately again, the thickness of the Rakia, va'oviyav shal Rakia, ma'halich chamesh shana. So we'll say, interestingly enough, the thickness of the Rakia itself is 500 years also. So it takes 500 years to get to the Rakia. Once you get to the Rakia, the, to traverse the thickness of the Rakia is another 500 years. V'chein bein kol Rakia v'Rakia. And I've always had to travel from one Rakia to the next, and there are seven of them, right? At least, possibly eight. Right? Seven Rakias is 500 years in between each Rakia. Olam alamehen, chayos HaKodesh. And above the last Rakia, that's where the chayos that's where the chayos reside, right? So above all the rakios are the chayos. Ragle chayos keneget kulam. So we'll say, so now, obviously, we'll you understand, how to understand this Gemara, this, it's, it's always interesting how the Gemara tells us on one hand, right? There are certain things you shouldn't get involved in. Then the Gemara gets involved in them, right? It's, it's such an incredible thing. Almost like the Gemara can't hold itself back. And we read it, no idea what it's So we've got, we've got 500 years until the rakia. 500 years, the thickness of the rakia, each rakia 500 years. Above all of the rakios, you have where the chayos, right? High, high level of malach, and that's where they resolve. Now, what does this mean? Ragle chayos kenegit kulam. The distance it takes to travel, just the height of the foot of the chayos, is the combined distance of everything beneath it, of all of the rakios beneath it. Karsile chayos kenegit kulam. Then to travel the distance of the ankles of the chayos is the combined distance of the feet plus all of the rakios below it. Shoke achayos keneged kulon, rechuve achayos keneged kulon, yarche achayos keneged kulon, 
So this is, and every single part of the chayos corresponds to the entire distance below it. So to travel again, the, the ankle, the leg, the thigh, the body, the neck, the head of the chayos keneget kulon, karne chayos keneget kulon, the horns of the chayos correspond to the entire distance below it. So the Bible say now, after you get through all of that, lamad men kisya kavit. Right? When you get all of that, then you finally reach the Kisya Kavad. Throne of Hashem. Ragli Kisya Kavad, Kinegit Kulon. The feet of the Kisya Kavad correspond to the entire distance. I'm going to say now, at this point in time, what's the entire distance? The entire distance of the Chayos, right? Which again, the horns, the head, the neck, the body, thighs, upper leg, lower leg, ankles, feet. All of the lower Rakios, right? That's the legs of the Kisya Kavad. Lamalaman. Then the chair itself, right? The actual kise, right? Which I guess we mean like the seated part of the kise, keneget kulon. Ultimately corresponds to all of the areas below it. Melech el And upon all of that, upon all of that, Hakadosh Baruch Hu resides. Kiviyachol. So the Gemara says, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says to Nebuchadnezzar. Shmuel says to Nebuchadnezzar, and you said. Really? Really? You're going to go above the clouds? Okay, boss, going above the clouds, Baruch Hashem. We know today we could go above the clouds. Going above the clouds, you could do. You're going to get as high as God? You're going to get as high as God? You know what, Nebuchadnezzar, I'll do you one better. You're not going to get high, but you will get very low. Right? As low as the depths of Gehenim. So I'll say ultimately again, Nebuchadnezzar punished for his incredible gaiva of thinking that somehow he could raise himself to the level of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sibam Shalom says, you won't come as high as me. Ach El Shaol Turad, you'll be taken down to the depths. El Yarkasebar, to the deepest part of the pit. Incredible. Incredible. Philob Merkava Biachet. So the Imar quotes the Mishnah. You can't learn Maise Merkava as an individual. So Tani Rabbi Chia, Ava most of the Rashi Prakim, remember again, we saw based on the Brisa, based on the Brisa, we saw that Halacha Lamaisa, when this says, when this says, Lomar Kava Biyacha, what that means is, you can't even teach Maisem Merkava, which is the esoteric vision of Yechezkel, to an individual student. To an individual student. So the Gemara says, however, what can you do? Ava most of the Rashi Prakim. I will say, you can give kind of Rashi Prakim Rashi says as Rashi Parshi Sheba. I guess what we'll call, for lack of a better term, you know, esoteric highlights. You can give esoteric highlights. And again, I will say, the idea is if the Talmud is able to hop it on his own, right? If he's able to go ahead and understand things by himself, then Halochala Maisa, that works. That's what it means. No, no, Rashi Prakim. I'm Rabbi Zira. In most Rashi Prakim, Allah have based in. So it's very interesting. So the Gemara says, even Rashi Prakim, you only give Rashi Prakim to an Av Beisdin, to an Av Beisdin, that was supposed to be an Av Beisdin, an accomplished Tamut Chacham, Ulechol Mi Shalibo Doeg Bikirbo. That was a very interesting lesson. And to anyone whose heart worries inside of him. Now what does that mean? Look at Rashi. Shalibo Doeg, Ve'eno mekel es rosho. 
someone who acts in a serious fashion. So also the Gemara saying over here is as follows. You can give over Rashi Prakim, right? You can go ahead and give over kind of highlights of Maisem Merkaba to someone who is a Talmud Chacham and has a seriousness to him. That's only double Kirbo. Seriousness, right? Rashi, again, Eno Mekelas Rosho. He doesn't act in a, in a jocular or non-serious fashion. So if he has a certain level of personalistic serious, seriousness, plus he's a Talmud Chacham, you could give him over Rashi Prakim. Ikedamri, others explained, Vahu Shalibo Dwegbe Kirbo. Ultimately, you know, we'll say he has to, he mamish has to possess both of these qualities. Rashi says, Tarti you know, it's not an either or, but he has to be both a Tamut Chacham and have a serious disposition. Incredible. Amrabiabi, in most in Sisrei Torah, most is actually pretty incredible. You can't, intermediate wide lines. Rabbi says, in general, you can't give over the more hidden dimensions of Torah, esoteric Torah, except to someone, to someone who has these five qualities. What are the five qualities? Sar Chamishin. Literally, again, he has to, he has to be a, in charge of 50 people. Now, what does that mean? A person who's a leader. They both say, what is, well, well, we'll define all of this. Sar Chamishin, Uniso Panim, Uniso Panim, and Navon Lachash. So they both say, let's, let's analyze this a little bit. The Gemara is going to explain all of these things. But if you just look at the terms for just a moment, Sar Chamishin means... He's a leader. See, say, when a person is a leader, there's a certain level of communal responsibility that sits upon his shoulders. With that communal responsibility comes a certain seriousness. A person feels an achrayis, a bal achrayis, a person of responsibility. So if you want to delve into the secrets of Torah, the more esoteric bodies of Torah, a person has to have the responsibility of others on his shoulders. Next, nisopanim. We're going to see, we'll see, but Nesopanim usually means, usually means that ultimately, again, he, he has the ability to pleasantly interact with other people. Nesopanim, he knows how to lift his countenance. Pleasant demeanor. Yoetz, literally, again, he's able to dispense advice. Chacham Charashim is incredibly wise. V'navon Lachash. Again, we'll see what that means in just a moment. Rabbi Ami says, In Mosin Divrei Torah, the Oved Kochavim. Well, it's just a general thing. We don't teach Torah to non-Jews. So we'll say, this is an interesting discussion in general about teaching Torah to non-Jews. What does this apply to? Does it apply to Torah Shebech Sav, Torah Peh? So interestingly enough, according to most opinions, it does not apply to Torah Shebech Sav. You could teach Chumash to non-Jews. What it more usually applies to is Torah Shebech Peh. The Gemara says, Shnei Mar, Lo Asakein Lo it's incredible. Pasik from Tilim. Literally, again, Hashem did not do so for all the nations, and therefore our laws they do not know. Torah is something that is unique to Klal Yisrael. And therefore, again, it's not something that is actively shared with the nations of the world. So that's why, again, most of the commentaries explain this is referring to Torah Shabbat. So I don't teach Gemara to non Jews, Mishnah to non Jews, right? Halacha to non But again, Chomish. But say the truth is, Chomish, Chomish is for everyone, right? The Torah, Torah, what we call Chomish, Chomish Torah is for everyone. Torah Shabbat, that's reserved for Klali. So I'm going Rabbi Yochanan, the Rabbi Elazar. Ta, listen to this story. Ta, Agmarcha, Agmarcha, B'may Semer Kava. Come, so I'll say, just understand. Rabbi Yochanan says to Rabbi Elazar, come, let me teach you my Semer Kava. So we'll say, this is very interesting. So remember again, Rabbi Yochanan obviously thought that Rabbi Lazar was on the level 
that he could comprehend. Amrale, lo kashoi. Rabbi Lazar responded, I'm not old enough. I'm not old enough. So kikash, when Rabbi Lazar got older, he went, what happened? Noch nafshed Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan already passed away. He had already passed away. Amrale Rabbi Asi ta. The Rabbi Asi says to Rabbi Lazar, I'll come, I'll teach you Maisir Merkava. Had I been worthy, I would have learned from Yochan. In other words, Rabbi Lazar felt that since by the time that he became old enough, that Rabbi Yochan already passed away, that was a sign that he was not supposed to learn Maisir Merkava. And therefore, Rabbi Lazar, ultimately, again, he did not learn. Rabbi Lazar, also an incredible message embedded in this Kimara. There's sometimes, again, opportunities come and we say, I'm not old enough, right? I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready for it. Okay, not, not the right time. And then, then I finally decide, you know what? It is the right time. I'm ready for it. I'm old enough. And then what often happens? What often happens? The opportunity is no longer there. The opportunity is no longer there. Sometimes a person has to know when to seize the opportunities in life because if you wait, by the time you're ready for them, they're no longer available to you. Rav Yosef Havagamir Masemer Kava. An interesting story. Rav Yosef was learning my Semer Kaba. Sabi de Pompadisa have a ton of my separations. I was listening to this. And the others of Pompadisa were, leading, were learning the Genesis narrative. Amrulay, they said to Rav Yosef, Ligmar lan mar Masemer Kaba. So the elders of Pompadisa said to Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef, can you teach us my Semer Kaba? Amrulay, Rav Yosef, I'll make you a deal. Agmar only my separations. So you teach me my seberishis, and I'll teach you my semerkava. Bas Rabbi Yosef, they said fine. So Rav Yosef learns from them my seberishis. Bas the Admarun. So after Rav Yosef, after they taught Rav Yosef my seberishis, Amrule Ligmurun Mar b'Mas Semerkava. They said Rav Yosef, teach us my semerkava. Amrulehu, he said to them, Tanina, we learn Tanina b'Hu Dvash v'Chalav Tachas l'Shonecha. Ultimately, again, milk and honey, you should keep underneath your tongue. Things that are even sweeter than milk and honey. Under your tongue. In other words, don't share. So I'll say, pull like a shtickle fast one. See, he got, right, he got my separations out of them. But when it was time, ultimately, to go ahead and teach them my semerkava, he did not. But also, it sounds like from this situation, you wouldn't be able to. Because remember, again, we even saw in the Mishnah, my Merkava cannot be taught to a group, right? At most, what can you do with my Merkava? What can you do? To one. To one at most. So Rabbi Yosef, again, really wasn't able to teach it to that group. Rabbi Yavau, Arme Hachar. Rabbi Yavau said from here, quotes over here, Kivashim Lilavashucha. Lilavushacha. So what's according over here, the, the Pasuk from, from Mishle. So Kivashim, excuse me. Kivashim Lilavushacha. Dvarim Shehem the things that are the mystery of the world should be underneath your clothing. In other words, there are certain things you keep close to your heart and you do not share. Amrulei, Taninan Bohu, Taninan Bohu Ad, Taninan Bohu Ad, Vayomer Elai Benan. Here's what we're going to do. We're assuming right now, with the, we're going with the approach that my Semer Kava refers to a vision of Yechezkel in Parak Aleph. Where literally, again, he sees a chariot. What we're going to discuss over here is actually we're going to discuss my Semer Kava, but only parts of it. So watch this. Some of said to him, Taninan Buhu Ad, we learned in Yechezkel up until the part that says, Vayomer Lai Ben Adam. So we'll say we learned up to the part. So this is again, 
This is Yecheskel, Perak Beis, Halacha Aleph. So we learned through Perak Aleph of Yecheskel, up until Perak Beis. Amr Lahu, he said to them, Hein, hein, my Simrakava. That is, that's exactly my Simrakava. So Meisvei, the Gemara said, Ad hecha, my Simrakava. Where does my Simrakava go up until? Rabbi Omer, Ad ve'ira Basra. So Rabbi said, it goes up until the second Vaira in Yecheskel, which is Yecheskel, Parak Aleph, Pasuk Chavzayin. Rabbi Yitzchak Omer Ad HaChashmal. It goes up until, up until, up until the thing called Chashmal. I will say, well, this is not electricity, by the way. We'll discuss exactly what that means in Yecheskel. I mean, actually, we won't discuss exactly what it means in Yecheskel, but we'll get to it in just a moment. As the Gemara says, Ad Vaira Megaminon, we can go up until the section of A Vaira, Mikan Vaelach, Masrin and Rashi Prakim. But from that point forward in the vision of Yecheskel, we kind of only speak in generalities. Igadamri, Ad Vaira, Masrin and Rashi Prakim. Others say up until Vaira, you can give general details. Mikan Vaelach, but from this point forward, Imhu Chacham, Mevin Midaito. If he's a Tam Chacham, I'll understand on his own. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, Imhu Chacham, Mevin Midaito. I'm sorry, Imhu Chacham, Mevin Midaito in, Ilo, Lo. Umidashinim Bechashmal. Now, Rabbi Say, now one second, do we talk about Chashmal? Now, Rabbi Say, what I'll point out over here is as follows The Chashmal Posik is Yecheskel Perak Aleph Posik Chavzayim. What we're referring to over here, Rabbi Say, is Yecheskel says the following statement. He says, Vaira Kein Chashmal Bemaraish. I saw the Chashmal in an image of fire. So what say the Gemara says, do we speak about Chashmal? Do we speak about Chashmal? There was once a child who was learning about Chashmal. And what happened? A fire came down from the heavens and consumed the child. To which the Gemara so sounds like, well, say, based on that, most would say, don't learn about Chashmal. Right? So we'll say, so now listen to this. So the Gemara says, shiny Yenuka to Lomatiz no, 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 the ch- it was different by the child. Both by the way, Yunuka doesn't have to be a child. Yunuka can also just be someone who was young. This person who was learning was too young. It was too young. So we'll say, it's interesting, by the way, the Gemara now, in a very nuanced way, introduced something additional, which is, up until this point in time, we thought about that the ability to learn about Maisim Merkava was predicated on what? On your wisdom. Now it turns out it's not just wisdom, but what else is it? It's age. It's age. That, that really comes from the Gemara of Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Lazar, right? So age apparently plays a factor in all of this as well. So the Gemara says, Amr of Yehuda, Baram, Zachar Osa Ishlatov, Vechananya ben Chizkiya Shmo. So Rabbi Yehuda says as follows, This man should be remembered for good. And Chananya ben Chizkiya was his name. And we'll say, why? What did Chananya ben Chizkiya do? This is so beautiful. Il because were it not for Chananya ben Chizkiya, Nignaz Sefer Yecheskel. Sefer Yecheskel would have been totally hidden away. Shayu Dvarav Sosr in Divrei Torah, because there are certain things in Yecheskel which seems to contradict Divrei Torah that we'll see. So Ma'asu, so we'll say, what happens? So therefore, because now we'll say, obviously, there's nothing in Yecheskel that contradicts Torah if you learn it deeper. The problem is people often don't learn things deeply, so there are certain psugim that just seem to contradict Torah. So the, the reflexive response was, ban it and bury it. So what did Hananya ben Chizkiah listen to this? Ma'asa, what did Hananya, what did Hananya ben Chizkiah do? Halalo gibel meos garbe shemen v'yashabaliyo v'yashabaliyo v'darshu. 
I will say they brought up 300 barrels of oil to the attic and he sat in the attic. I will say, why 300 barrels? What do you do with 300 barrels of oil? Candlelight. Candlelight. In other words, I will say, what he did was something so amazing. He locked himself up in the attic until he was able to properly explain and expound on Sefer Yechezkel. She will say, it's actually an interesting idea. Sometimes in life, in order to accomplish something, what you need to do is kind of lock yourself away, shut out everything else, shut out everything else, and be focused on task. I will say, just each night, I think we all do this, hopefully we all do this sometimes. You know, there's something you have to get done. The best thing you possibly could do is you shut off your phone, right? You, 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 put, you, you shut down everything, and it's amazing. When you shut down everything, you could be more productive in one hour than you could be in five hours with everything else going on around you. So Hananya ben Chizkiah knows that he has a mission. So what does he do? He, cl- he closets himself in the attic, 300 barrels of olive oil, so I'm not going to run out of light, and he gets to work. He gets to work. Sigma tells the story. So therefore, again, Hananya ben Chizkiah essentially is credited with saving Sefer Yecheskel. Because without his intervention, Yecheskel would have just been, it would have just been hidden away because his psukim are too contradictory. So, one time there was a child who was learning Sefer Yecheskel in the home of his Rebbe. And wow. I will say he was learning Chashmal and he understood Chashmal. He understood the Sugi of Chashmal. And a fire came from Chashmal and burnt the child. And ultimately, again, once again, they want to just simply hide away Sefer Yechezkel. Don't worry. Just because this child was smart enough to understand Chashmal, most people are not, and therefore they're not going to understand what it means. It doesn't pose a danger. To which the Gemara says, My Chashmal. So it just feels like a bad idea to go on, right over here, right? Right, 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 right. What, what, is, what is Chashmal? What is Chashmal? I'm Rabbi Yehuda, we're going to go through a basic understanding. Right, what's Chashmal? So I'm Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, I'm base Chayos Ish Memalalos. So the word Chashmal Rabosah is actually a contraction. Chayos ish memalos. Angels of fire who speak. Or Rashi says more appropriately, angels who when they speak, fire comes out. Rashi says, ish yotze midiburon. There is fire that comes out from their speech. That's Chashmal. say a different kind of Malach that we've never heard about before. Malachim who again, when they speak, fire comes out of Mephzotana. Another approach is chashmal means sometimes these malachim are quiet and sometimes they speak. I will say, how do you know when is when? And I will say again, again, remember, it's chashos memalos. When you put those two words together, what do you get? Chashmal. So what we're seeing is chashmal is a word that is a contraction of other words. So listen to this, this is so beautiful. So when the ribono shal olam is speaking, these malachim are silent. But when ultimately again Hashem is not speaking, these malachim speak. So when Hashem is silent, the malachim speak. When Hashem speaks, the malachim are silent. So that's chashmal. That's chashmal. At least that's going to be our understanding of chashmal. Either malachim who speak fire or malachim who sometimes reside right back on the Sparachu. Sometimes they speak, sometimes they're silent. 
So the Gemara goes weiter. Vachayos rotzel v'shov kimari habazak. And I will say ultimately again the chayos, which are malachim, rotzel v'shov. Go forward, rotzel v'shov, and move back kimara habazak. Just like the image of the bazak. So I'll say bazak, we'll see what that means as well. My rotzel v'shov. What does it mean? Rotzel again. Rotzel v'shov literally means forward and backwards. Am Rav Yehuda ke'ar hayotzim ipiakivshan. They look like fire that comes out of the furnace. What does that mean? My kimara habazak. So we'll say the idea is, what happens with fire? Fire is always moving, right? The flame is back and forth, up and down. These malochim seem to be, in a sense, in, in, in a state of perpetual movement. My kimara habazak. What does it mean, kimara habazak? It's like fire that comes out from between the pottery shards. So we'll say Rashi points out over here, if you're trying to go ahead and and melt gold or form gold, they also would go ahead, they would have a fire and pottery shards in the fire. So the way the fire jumps out from between the shards, that's Maraha Bazak. So we'll say here once again in Gemara quotes in the Pasuk in Yechezkel, that literally again I saw, this is describing Yechezkel's prophetic vision. I saw, there is a, a storm wind coming from the north, a great cloud, there's the fire inside of the cloud, there's darkness, or excuse me, there's light around it in totality, inside of it, is like the chashmal inside of the fire. So the Gemara says, so what is it talking about? What is, what is the wind out of the north? Lehechan Azal. Ultimately again, where is the, where is, where is, okay, where is the, where is the wind from the north going? Shalach Lichbosh as Kola Olam Kulo. The wind from the north, Rabbi is going to conquer the entire world. Tachas Nebuchadnezzar HaRasha. So we'll say, interestingly enough, the wind from the north is a reference to Bavel. And Bavel under the leadership of Nebuchadnezzar. And that north wind is coming to conquer the world in its entirety. The Kol Kach Lama, Rabbi why is it that the conqueror of the Jewish people, the conqueror of the world is Nebuchadnezzar? Shalayomru Uma Sa'ulam Biyat Uma Shvela Masra HaKadosh Baruch the boss is actually very interesting. It's going to sound strange. It's a source of covet for Klal Yisrael that we can only be dominated by superpowers. Right? I will say, Klal Yisrael is never conquered by just small individual nations. The only nations that have ever conquered us, ultimately, even historically, if you think about it, have always been world powers. So Akash Baruch says, what has caused me to become subservient to Avodah Zarah? So I will say, this is really incredible. You know, when Klal Yisrael is conquered, when Klal Yisrael is conquered, Kiviyachol, there's a certain aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that has conquered, you know, Lahavdil with us as well. So when Klal Yisrael becomes subservient, there's an element or an aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that ultimately becomes subservient. What has caused that? Ma, what caused that? So the Gemara says, Avonosein Shal Yisrael in Gamali. Well, this is a very profound Gemara. When we sin, when we sin, not only do we impact ourselves, but on some level, we impact the Shekhinah. 
We impact HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, what has caused me to become somewhat subservient to Avodah Zarah? It's been the sinful behavior of my children. Rabbi said, the power of our actions, the power of our mitzvahs and the power of our Averos is not just upon us, but is even felt kiviyachol by the Ribbon Shalom. Incredible. Ve'ira achayos, v'inei ofa, ofan echad ba'aret, itzal achayos. So I'll say, now listen to this. So again, continuing in the vision of Yechezkel. And I looked, I saw the chayos, right? Now, both remember again, we know chayos refer to a particular type of malach. V'inei ofan echad ba'aret, itzal achayos. Amr Belazar, malach echad, shu omid ba'aret, v'rosho magia itzal achayos. There's a type of angel, there's a type of angel, this is what Yechezkel is describing, who ultimately stands on the earth, but its head extends all the way up to the chayos. So the chayos, remember again, are above all of the rakios. The Satana, San Dalfon Shmo. The name of this malach who stands on the earth, but whose head extends to the chayos, this malach's name is San Dalfon. Hagavoa mechavera mahalech chamesh meoshana is taller than any other malach by 500 years. Va'omed achore hamerkava. And this malach stands behind the chariot of Hashem. V'kosher ksar mekono. And what does Sandalfon do? What's his job? He ties crowns. Literally, he weaves crowns out of the letters of Torah for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Simar says, Ini, v'aksiv baruch kvod Hashem imkomo. But the Pasuk says, Blessed be Hashem from His place, which we infer from there means no one knows the actual makom of Hashem. So how could Sandalfon make crowns for HaKadosh Baruch Because if he's making it for Hashem, the assumption is what? He's giving it to Hashem as well. But how could he give it to Hashem if no one knows the makom of Hashem? What does Sandalfon do? He makes the crown. Then he, he utters the name of Hashem upon the crown. And the crown goes by itself and settles on the head kibyachal of Hashem. Incredible. Amarava. Koshara Yechezkel Ra Yeshaya. Well, it's very interesting. Whatever Yechezkel Hanavi saw, Yeshaya Hanavi saw as well. Now, what's interesting to note about this is as follows. The fundamental difference is Yechezkel described everything in much greater detail. So, why did Yechezkel describe everything in more greater detail than Yeshaya? Listen to this, this is incredible. So, the Ma Yecheskel Dome, the Ben Kfar Shara Samelech. Well, the Ma Yeshaya Dome, the Ben Krach Shara Samelech. We'll say, Yecheskel is compared to a villager who saw the king versus Yeshaya, who is considered to royalty to see the king. See, we'll say, here's the difference. Yecheskel, Yecheskel never saw anything like this before. So, he's very taken by it and therefore describes it in vivid detail. Yeshaya, Yeshaya Anavi, right, was the son of the king. He grew up in royalty. He was used to palaces, right? He was used to royal trappings. And we know again, Rashi points out that the Malchus of Shamayim resembles the Malchus of Aretz, right? So celestial monarchy resembles earthly monarchy in certain ways. Yeshayahu Hanavi was used to seeing certain things. Therefore, he does not describe it in the same vivid detail. For Yechezkel, all of these things were new things that he never beheld before. Therefore, he described them in vivid detail. He was like the villager who saw the king. For Yeshaya, he was like monarchy who saw the king. It's great, but I'm used to it. Pretty incredible. I'll say, what does it mean? It says, I will sing to Hashem, for he is exalted. So the Gemara says, I'll say, first, the intermediate wide lines. 
Go ahead and sing to the king who is exalted upon all that is exalted. Damar Mar, Melech Shebechayo Sari, Melech Shebehemo Shrabo. Say, you know, the king of the Chayas, of the non domesticated animals, is the lion. The king of the domesticated animals is the ox. Melech Shebaofos Nesher, the king of the birds is the, is the eagle. Va'adam Iska'alehem. But man rules over all of them. And yet, Ba'akadish Barakum al Kulan. Ba'akadish Barakum rules over man, who rules over everything. And ultimately, again, Kashbarach rules over the world in its entirety. Listen to this. So we'll say, this is now describing the chariot. When we say, this is describing the chariot in Yechezkel's vision. And in the chariot, in the vision of Yechezkel, so ultimately, again, the different things on, there are different faces on the chariot. There's the face of a man, there's the face of a lion, and there's the face of a shore, of an ox. And ultimately, again, each one of the figures had four faces. Says one face was like the Kruvim, one face was like a person, one face was like a lion, one face was like a nigo. What's missing? In the second telling over of this, there is no mention of the face of the ox. What happened to it? I will say, that the face of the ox should not be on the chariot of Hashem. And therefore, the face of the ox transformed into the face of the kruv, the young angelic figure. Can the prosecutor become the defendant? As I will say, every single time we have Shar, what does Shar remind us of? What does Shar remind us of? Cheta Egal, the son of the golden calf. See, Cheskel Davin, Cheskel Davin, that the Shar, the Shar be removed. We don't want anything to remind that Kodesh Baruch Hu of the Cheta Egal on the Merkava. So, the Gemara my Kruv, what's Kruv? Am Rabbi Avo, Kirabia, like a child. Shekin Bababel, Korun the Yunuka Ravia, because in Babel they call it child or Ravia. Well, if that's the case, only Rabbi Abaye, Elame Ata, Dixiv, Pnea Echa, Pnea Kruv, Pnea Sheni, Pnea Adam, Vashishi, Pnea Ari, Varvi, Pnea Nesher, Hainu Pnea Kruv, Hainu Pnea Adam. So, I'll here's the problem. Then Rabbi Abaye says there are multiple faces. One of the faces was Kruvim, Kruv, and one was a person. But a Kruv is a child, and a person is an adult. It's the same thing. They're both human faces. So, aren't two of the faces considered to be duplicative? No. There was a large human face and a small human face. So I will say again, on the Merkava, ultimately two faces, one of a child, one of an adult. We'll stop over here for today. We'll continue with Jose. So this is Mamish, the description of the Merkava. And Mirat Hashem to be continued tomorrow.